You're listening to Playback, a Variety podcast. I'm your host, Variety Awards editor Chris Tapley. Film festivals are raging from Venice to Toronto, but the biggest industry story this week had to be the box office strength of Andy Muschietti's It, a new adaptation of Stephen King's 1986 horror classic. The film took in more than $117 million opening weekend and looks to stay strong, ensuring a whole new generation's fear of clowns. Speaking of which, my guest today stars as Pennywise the Dancing Clown in the new film, the creepy physical manifestation of an ancient evil entity that has terrorized the town of Derry, Maine for centuries. His name is Bill Skarsgård, and we're very happy he could stop by to discuss. Bill, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I almost got tongue-tied twa- tongue there. <laughs> I sometimes forget. There's, there's things you write, and there's things you say. Sure, yeah. Don't necessarily go together. Anyway, first of all, congratulations. The movie has done so phenomenally well. Uh, and so I, my first question is, what does this moment feel like for you? Because as you sit in that chair right now, you're the face of the biggest movie in the world yeah. at this very moment. And that must be just heady and exciting, and you know your career is poised to go to the next level. So just... What's going through your mind this week? Um, it's been really weird for me, and I haven't like I'm I'm almost like a little bit confused by the whole thing because <laughs> we were shooting. First of all, when I got the job, it was a, a huge deal for me. Obviously, like yeah. it was such a you know, I knew that there was a lot of anticipation for the movie and excitement about the project and and the character itself. Um. But then I hadn't like I, I didn't allow myself to do to to sort of hope for anything. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like if, if I'd hoped for success or if the movie, you know, there's just like I, I when we were shooting it, I had a feeling that we were making something that that would work. You know, that like oh, this is this might actually be a very like successful, but more, more importantly, something that, that, that's going to work, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that people will respond to and an interpretation of the, of the novel that people will really like. Um, but there was always that, like in the back of my head and even like when they were, you know, we were sort of coming up to the release, people were like, Oh, it's going to do this well and this well and this well. And then the box office sort of, you know, surprised everybody, even like the most optimistic uh, predictions were like half of it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, and, um, so yeah, up until everything, I was like, I, I just felt that I was gonna either like something really terrible was gonna happen to me personally, or the movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was just like that. Things were just seemed to be going. Um, I feel like you're in suspended well. animation or something. What's gonna happen? Well, yeah. yeah I mean, it's. It, I must admit, it, as you say, it, it's caught everyone by surprise. I didn't expect this, and kudos to Warner Brothers marketing for everything that they've done. But this just obliterated expectations. So why? Why do you think it's connected this week so strongly? Um, well, there's, um, I think there's, like, for, first of all, the, the movie works so well. I think that uh, it's 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 such a, it's it's a wide movie, you know, that mm-hmm. it can reach a, a wide audience. Like when I um, when we had the premiere in uh, in L.A. last week, um, you know, people brought their moms. And I asked, you know, and I had the premiere in Stockholm and my mom went and my girlfriend's mom went and, you know, I asked them, like, what do you think of the film? And they really enjoyed it. And I think that's a testament to the film that it's a horror movie, but it's, you know, it's sort of everybody. Multi-quadrant. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. And there's something for everybody in it. Uh, so that's, I think it's part of the wide success of it, that mm-hmm. it's more than just a horror film, that people that who might not necessarily like horror movies 
will find something in the film or be sort of intrigued by it. Yeah. Um, and then there, I think there was just a perfect storm with in terms of like just the the, the draught on in the film. Yeah. You know, there was having people are starved and they're starved, ready for yeah, something. Yeah, they're ready for something. So uh, sort of a perfect storm of things, I think. Well, when you landed the part, I mean, you're probably asked this enough, but was it daunting considering just the kind of iconic portrayal of Tim Curry in the miniseries from 1990? I mean, was was that at all on your mind? Like, oh, man, this is like a very iconic performance that's out there already. And, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it was terrifying. I remember. Um, so first I got the audition itself and I tried to prepare myself for that. I thought the audition was such a fun opportunity to <laughs> sort of play, play yeah, yeah. Ch- like truly play, you know, like change your face and your voice and do something very transformative. Um, and I thought that was going to be it, you know. Like, I never sort of put any expectations in booking a job because, like, I don't think it's sustainable as an actor in the long run if you do. So um, I had really fun with the audition, and then they s- seemed to respond to it. So then that was sort of started the process of, of trying to get the job. And, and, you know, there was, I think I did four or five auditions, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a long process in, in getting it. And then that was like the only thing, right? Like, I, I'm just, I need to book the job. And as soon as, when I got the call, like, you, you, you got it, you know, you're Pennywise. Then it sort of <laughs> dropped, like, holy shit, can I do this? Like, can I pull this off? And um, more so than, if, like, more so, you know, now that I've gained the trust of the director, Andy, mm-hmm. like, am I going to let him down? Like, that was more, that was probably something that I was worried more about. Am I about. a fraud? Yeah, am yeah. I a fraud? Yeah, but, and, and sure, like, the, 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 the everyday, like, the, the, the usual uh, sort of inner demons that I think every uh, creative person goes through is like, yeah. yeah, I'm a fraud. I've just fooled everybody up to this <laughs> point. Like, um, um, they're idiots for even believing that I could do this, and, I'm, and you know, and I'm, people are going to laugh at me and, and so forth. Um, so, I had a whole, there was a whole phase there where I was like terrified and I'm like, I was, I did, cause I've never done anything on the scale before and I, mm-hmm. and I certainly never done anything where there was that many opinions about the character, you know, beforehand mm-hmm. people, fans of the TV show, you know, who liked the Tim Curry performance, fans of the book, you know, there were so many people out there that had their own opinions of what the character should be before I even started working or before I even started doing it myself mm-hmm. so um um yeah it was it was, it was a first <laughs> have you talked to tim no you guys never met no i've never met him or or stephen king for really? that matter yeah interesting well i understood that stephen didn't have much involvement in this or the the dark tower i guess but uh I'd, I'd be curious to hear what mr curry thinks because it's quite an unsettling portrayal i wanted to get into your incarnation which is uh you know, there's something about the physicality. There's kind of a feral aspect to it. You know, Curry went in a kind of vaudevillian direction, mm-hmm. uh, particularly with his voice, which I'll get into as well. But I want to know what you and Andy talked about in terms of that physical behavior and the, how this entity inhabits his space. Because I guess the sky's the limit on creativity, right? Like in terms of how you can portray how this guy is. And I'm, when I say feral, I mean, you know, just kind of the quick ferocious stuff he'll do and just the, just his physical behavior is unique and just talk about that what you guys talked about and how you would represent that um yeah so my sort of take on it initially was obviously that tim curry uh did such an amazing 
Tim Curry performance, mm-hmm. and and I didn't see a point in trying to emulate that because I don't think I could do it as as well as he did. Sure. So I wanted to, you know, um, do something different with it, of course, and 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 um, sort of have my own take on it. So, and there was, you know, the aspect of I thought that the character could be, or we wanted, you know, go th- through sort of. There's layers to the to the entity of it. Uh, so Pennywise is the manifestation of this clown mm-hmm. that this entity is behind, and mm-hmm. this entity is the sort of trans-dimensional being um, that is, you know, it's very very abstract the whole thing in the novel. Um, but I wanted to sort of implement that more that into the characters. So the characters, there's an entity this thing who can take any shape or form it wants and it's taken this shape of a clown so the representation is this clown but it's something wrong with the clown the clown isn't isn't a perfect clown right, right. it's there's something off with it uh, so it's like almost like it there's glitches in the interpretation <laughs> of it yeah. um uh and i thought that was just such a fun thing to explore so there's this undertone of like you know the wall-eyed look and yeah. Um, um, the, you know the sort of thing glitching, and at times the character seems like Pennywise seems to disappear altogether. So he's it he's there, like he and shuts down. Yeah, he shuts yeah. down, and he freezes in a moment, and he's lost. And in yeah. my idea, that was like the entity who lives in this sort of other tra- like dimension is sort of tapping in and out out of these yeah. spaces. So at times he he disappears, and as you're just left with this sort of skeleton of a <laughs> drooling, clown, drooling clown, skeleton. Yeah. Um, so um and then the, the, the there was you know the, the the childlike aspect that we wanted to play up as well and that Andy sort of had 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 thought about a lot to cuz Pennywise exists sort of in in he only exists really in the imagination of children mm-hmm. so he's forever linked to the children and, and and to their fears and so we incorporated sort of childlike mannerisms and and in, in, in the physicality and um sort of goofy childlike uh, 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 you know things in, in in her in his face and how how he how he play, how I played it um and um and the the feral thing like I I always I always like I think it's you know not to get too pretentious with like your character's inner animal but like I I, I do think it's fun to uh, look at animal shows uh, especially for a character like this mm-hmm. to go like wild animal programs and see what what you can sort of get inspired by in terms of some a ferocious you know some, something ferocious and animalistic uh, yeah. uh, that I wanted to implement in the character as well so was there a particular animal that had a weird parallel for you, for um, Pennywise? Yeah, the hyena. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, and and bears as well. Um, bears can sometimes have. He just made that face, guys, and it really creeped me. Yeah. out. his, his <laughs> it, the, it smile. The it smile. But they, <laughs> if you look at you know, bears have that really great yeah, under that's lip. True. Yeah, yeah. And they drool a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and hyenas as well for for their sort of. Uh, have energy and pace in them they're so like they're so explosive and and hysterical right so yeah yeah now how about the voice it's it's more of like a guttural kind of uh uh just growl really in some ways and then how he speaks so and again that completely you know a different direction than what was done before which was very interesting to me so talk about that um yeah no the same thing there was like that you know i didn't want to 
um, like I, I never wanted to compete with the Tim Curry sure. performance. So like, and I, I and I, I genuinely believe that you could l- appreciate and look at these performances separately. You know mm-hmm. that they're they're two different things. And 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 um, in order to do that, obviously, I had to do something different with it. If, mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's, the comparisons would be um, um, impossible not to do. So I um, um, and the voice for me sort of started out with a laugh. Like I, mm-hmm. I was playing around with a laugh. And I wanted the laugh to be not a laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I wanted the laugh to be something that's on the verge of a panic attack mm-hmm. and crying at the same time as it's a laugh. So that's just something. And when I started doing it just by myself, I sort of creeped myself out with it. Like I'm like, <laughs> oh, this does not, because it doesn't sound like a real laugh. And again, going into the aspect of the character not being human or or, or a perfect clown. It's like this. It's a, something really, really off with the character. So, um, and then the voice kind of came in with that as well, where it took off after I sort of figure out what the laugh was and sort of this nuances of the kind of having a breaking. Like there's something breakily, and the, mm-hmm. it goes up and down in pitch, and sometimes it really drops, and sometimes it breaks up really high, and 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 have get get this sort of crackly, crackly, you know, demonic uh, sound to them. Mm-hmm. So you can pop that off at any moment. The the voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I think I can, but I don't want to make you dance. But I almost want to be like, can you say uh, you're listening to playback? <laughs> you're listening to playback at Variety. <laughs> this is Pennywise. You're listening to playback at Variety. You're listening to playback on Variety. <laughs> <laughs> I promise we won't uh, exploit that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's funny even doing it like that because, like, I like I would always I would even before every take I would I would I would start with the laugh and the uh-huh. shout. So it's like ah, and then like ah, and yeah, and you know really go into the laugh, and then I would find sort of the right tone. Yeah, yeah. To start, you got to get your diaphragm scene. going. Too, yeah, it's yeah. The diaphragm, but it's 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 more like finding because like every character sort of for me. They have sort of a, a tone, like every each each character sort of has like a like a tone that you can almost find. Uh-huh. Um, and for Pennywise, you know, I said there was a, the laugh and, and sort of a, a, just a scream, a kind of high pitched scream that made me find like, all right, now I can carry on with that sort of essence into the, to the dialogue in the scene. Were you scene for scene, or did you try to main like not that you're like talking and accepting direction in that voice, but I don't know. How much of that part of the character you stayed in while you were on the set? Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I've never done like a full, the full sort of method. Yeah, like, it's, for me, so um, um, I, I would maintain in in the energy of it. Mm-hmm. So whatever that means for whatever scene you're doing. Sure. Yeah. Um, but um, um, I, I, I never spoke to. Um, Andy and full Pennywise voice. <laughs> How many hours of makeup were you looking at every day? Uh, two and a half. Okay, well, not terrible. There's yeah. definitely worse, I guess. What, what did that physical transformation do for you? Uh, did it put you in the zone, or was it like something you felt like you had to perform past to get past? Or, um, or, you know, it's, it affects actors differently sometimes. So. Yeah. Um, it was there was a whole process of leading up to getting the makeup on i had uh, the 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 character was so abstract to me so i i played around with a lot of ideas but i didn't know how anything translated onto the makeup or the face so the 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 visual like 
you know, I didn't know up until the point where the first time I had the makeup on to like, oh, this is how my face moves and reacts. And I tried like sort of, you know, the expressions and facial expressions and all of that. Uh, and I had ideas for them, but I didn't. And Andy didn't really know either. So mm. the first time we got him on, like, or the first time I got the makeup on, I was, um, you know, I really took time just by myself in the mirror trying to figure out how my face would move and react to it. Uh, and I also did, like, sort of selfie videos <laughs> of, like, how things pl- played, and mm-hmm. how the light hit and everything. Do you still have those? Those should go on the DVD. Yeah. Special no, I, ha- I, have, I, have, I have quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, And then we had the screen test. So me and Andy sort of together um, figured out, you know, we did faces. And um, I, I've never... Like wanting, like I, I never sort of cared to look at my dailies or look at my performances, but like with this one, it was very important for me to kind of actually look at the monitor to see how things would 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 track and how it would work because I didn't really know, right? Mm-hmm. So I, uh, there was uh, that was the first for me. Uh, you know, I think the highlight of your performance is it comes in the very first scene for me. It's by now it's an iconic sequence. You know the. Georgie Denbro and the yellow raincoat and the red balloon and the paper boat. You know, it's it's kind of Stephen King iconography. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there you are in the sewer luring this child to his death. So I just want to talk to you about shooting that scene and, and that coverage and just, you know, I don't know if it took a day or two days or whatever, but what, what can you recall of shooting that very iconic scene? <laughs> yeah. A, a the, laugh comes to mind first. Uh, this is the <laughs> first, uh, um, first time I actually get this question. And we shot this scene at the very end of the production. Huh. I think it was the last day or the, or the second to last day. Um, and I felt, um, I think this is something that a lot of actors uh, could sort of sympathize with. And it's on the last day of, of your shoot, you go, oh, oh, I figured out the character. Now I know what the character right. is. It's almost like you wanting you want to start shoot the shoot on your very last. Because... Yeah. Um, and it's natural because you, you know so much of the journey in doing a movie is getting to know the character as well. Um, um, but um, I, you know, so there I was, you know, done all my prep and we've shot the whole thing essentially up until this scene. And this scene, if it's like if this if this scene doesn't work, the movie doesn't work. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 sets the whole tone. It sets the whole tone, and 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 and. and in that regard, it's definitely one of the most important scenes in the movie. It, it opens the film, and it's the introduction to Pennywise, mm-hmm. the new Pennywise, and all those things. So we like we knew that we had to, you know, nail it. And that scene was the scene that I auditioned with. So like the scene itself felt like I don't. It was really hard to find anything new with it. You know, it mm-hmm. felt like I've done it a thousand times, and I knew it inside out. And I had, you know, I've sort of implemented all of my different ideas and takes on it, and we sort of found uh, a middle ground um, or me and Andy sort of found a place where like okay we need to uh, it needs to be scary and threatening but something cute about it and alluring and all these different sort of nuances and for the scene to work and then when we're shooting it and we're shooting uh, so first of all we started with uh, uh, Jackson's uh, the, the kids uh, coverage um, and then in that scene you know he's very young he's seven so i had to sort of play up for his performance so mm-hmm. if i got too intense he 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 would sort of come off or forget his lines and stuff like that so we mm-hmm. would i had to like really kind of encourage him and we had earpieces where his where, you know the director and the acting coach were like directing him and i was um and then we turned around on my on my on my coverage uh at the in the end of the you know so we worked on him and this is the end of the day 
And we shot it a lot of, you know, many times and we did, did it different ways. Um, and then there was, we went in closer and this is the final setup of the scene. And it was the closest, you know, the closest that we got, um, for the setup. And I was tired, you know, it was end of the day. Um, and, um, you get, you're probably wet. Uh, so I had this idea that we, that we, that we, um, um, sort of didn't actually end up being in the movie, but I, I was drinking a lot of soda water because I wanted um, sort of involuntary burps to come up. It's like, <clears throat> like, like oh, just yeah, come. Yeah. And there's, and it does something to your voice too with the carbonated. Um, and <clears throat> like I, I kind of have that. And there's um, moments where I go, so, so way. Like it's, there's like things that play around with my voice. Yeah. So I was chugging soda water. Uh, to kind of get those like involuntary yeah. things, I, I I don't I don't know. It might have ended up being like too comedic for the scene to be used, but it was there's there's that should be in the DVD because there's <laughs> some really good like it's like uncertain words. Like I know circus is like the whole circus blew me blew me away, and it's like this long burp on that word. But anyways, I've been drinking it so and like I've been shugging uh, soda water, and my stomach started acting up oh, like yeah. weird. And I'm like oh no, like oh this doesn't feel good at all. Like uh, uh, and we were like, oh, you know, at the end of the day, and I knew we've gotten some good stuff, but there was something like I, I didn't feel like I've had, you know, nailed the whole thing. Um, and the stomach thing, and I was like feeling uncomfortable and like almost sweaty and like almost dizzy because I've been doing the scene for so many times. And then we we're like, okay, the final setup, we move in closer. You know, Andy wanted, you know, the closest setup, and we start shooting it. And that take is like 90% of what you see in the film <laughs> because something happened there where I sort of completely lost myself yeah. in, in, in the performance and like I didn't think of anything and like the burps just started happening exactly <laughs> when they should and everything just started going perfectly. And like the minute before I felt like I was going to like shit my pants or something because my, <laughs> my, I was like feeling so strange and my stomach was so upset and then just like we, and we kept rolling and you know Andy's like you know again and like we did over and over and uh, um, and that was like that was the scene and then he was like cut and like everything just went perfect with it and it's one of those things that you can never plan for and yeah. it, just, it just sort of happened and um, um, it's just it's such an amazing I and mean, we knew and like actually if you look in the movie I think probably you know most of what you see in that scene is that coverage from that that last take and we you know we probably shot that scene you know 30 40 different takes uh so movie magic soda water and stomach aches sometimes (laughs) gets your best performance (laughs) well now everyone's attention is turning to the sequel obviously which will bring the children back fully grown for their last showdown with it and uh it's sort of an unusual circumstance for you to be in because uh there's just one more half of this story to tell you know it's it's like not a big franchise yet anyway uh and, and your commitment presumably extends to just one more film so uh you know what what are your thoughts on that like being able to come back for a reprise but not being locked into this like multi-film thing mm-hmm. um yeah that was even a part of like i i i, I didn't want to become you know this movie monster in in sort of seven different films um mainly because i feel that you know part four and part five is never going to be good you know there's like Mm -hmm. there's 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 
and I, you know, when it becomes franchises and people sort of really start to drag them out and stretch them out and like there's really not much more story to tell, but because just because there's money in it, they just force them. And um, um, I obviously just, you know, I, I want to do inspiring things and movies and, um, you know, I love Andy, uh, you know, Muschietti as a, as a, a director and a close friend of mine now and, um, it's just so great that we have we've done this one and we have the sort of the 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 the, uh, the finale in, in part two and you know he's going to do it and I'm going to do it and we're going to get to work together again with like um, you know new cast with like adults and it's going to be a completely yeah. different experience to shoot um, but I also f- think that uh, um, there's so much more to explore in Pennywise like we we just sort of got a little glimpse and taste of him in the first one. Um, and there's so many sort of questions left unanswered. Um, so I'm really looking forward and that to show more of him, more of Pennywise and, um, uh, and explore sort of the entity of it and the, his background and everything. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And, and, and um, I, I think and hope that, you know, the, the core, um, you know, of the film is are the kids, mm-hmm. uh, and this one, and the kids are so amazing, and yeah. and they're you know they're really like they're really the the drive through the film and the the emotion that you like you feel you you love all these characters, you mm-hmm. love the kids, and you you're rooting for them, and it's just really hitting all those notes that it has to, and it's thanks to uh, you know Andy as a filmmaker, but you know of course the kids are just. Ter- phenomenal actors yeah so well cast and in the second one um you know it's adults Mm -hmm. so i hope and think that there's something to explore in the second one well he certainly engages with them as adults differently than he does as yeah exactly there's 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 i think there's a room for a more sort of darker and more adult movie or or more you know grown-up movie Mm -hmm. in terms of what adults fears are and how is Pennywise approaching um, these kids as, as, as now adults yeah. um, so so there's you know I think the, 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 the great way or the right way to do it is to sort of make them these two movies very separate like very differently you know yeah. and then put together you know the, the, they really sort of complement each other absolutely and you know whenever something's as, as successful as this you you expect studios will squeeze every drop out, you know. I mean, it, you can't blame them. You write it till the wheels fall off. So, you know, the cynical might even expect, like, oh, they'll probably put together a Pennywise origin movie or something one day. Uh, I, what I gather from you is that what Stephen King has written is pretty perfect on its own. And expanding yeah. beyond that may be unnecessary, but I don't want to speak for you. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, and uh, um, like I said, I, I, I don't, I, I would never want to end up in this, in a sort of money machinery where it's, yeah. where, where the only incentives of doing it is for more money. Yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah, that's, I don't, I, that's not why I'm doing this in the first place. And I don't think that that sounds like a very fun part thing to be a part of. So for, you know, I, I, we, I think that we could. And you know, I think the studio is very supportive in this in this as well. But that we get to do really interesting and cool movies. Um, well, they've already surpassed their expectations as it is, I guess. Yeah, so and then I think everything's I really, gravy at this point. And, and but yeah, exactly. But I, and I do really think that we made a, a, a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
a, a very good movie. So I think for for number two, it's it's going to be great, and I, I and I hope that there's room to explore sort of an origin and 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 where Pennywise might have come from in the second one as well. Within I mean, the context of the yeah, story. there's yeah, there's yeah. a scene that we shot. Um, that was a flashback scene from the 1600s mm. where this where Pennywise was before Pennywise. Yeah. Um, and we shot it on like as additional um, uh, for additional shooting. Um, and the scene turned out really really disturbing. <laughs> and it's me like I we thought it shot at three different things and it's I'm not the clown. I look more like myself. There's one where I was like yeah, I'm not going to spoil sort of this, what the scene is but because we might use it but it's right. it's a very disturbing scene. Uh, sort of um, a back, you know, a backstory for what it is, or or where where, where yeah. Pennywise came from, and um, 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 you know that might might be something like really worth exploring in the second one as well. You know, so it's like what because I guess Derry was, according to the book, founded in seventeen fifteen. So this is before there's like a population. Um, really, yeah, right? yeah. I don't know if it's seventeen. Maybe maybe you're right. I think this is like late. Maybe early 1700s or late 1600s, uh-huh. um, um, and so there was yeah, just when it started being populated, yeah, um, and that's sort of the, I think the idea is that Penny or the, the, it, the entity was sort of dormant or like right. resting for for thousands and thousands and of this years. This scene addresses that, um, yeah, or okay. sort of a you know that um, it, it hints on it, and, and the book is very also very like abstract and yeah. metaphysical and yeah, like totally. what it means to exist and and and, and idea and fantasy and you know uh, imagination and all these things so um i think that could be cool to explore as well though, to make something that's more like you know what is pennywise and like i said the point like that he only exists in the imagination of children right like, if you don't believe him to be real you might not even be real you know yeah, i exactly. think that like like there's an interesting aspect to explore there as well. Well, let's talk briefly uh, before we close out here. You're shooting Castle Rock now to the extent that you can talk about it. Uh, just how's that going? What What's uh, it like being in Stephen King's world in a different way? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's um, it's going really well. I mean, we're I'm, I'm just sort of it's just sort of picking up for me. Um, and um, I think they're going to kill me if I say anything about okay. what the show is about. But 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 I, I can tell you that it's the character I'm playing is very different from from Pennywise. It's a, um, it's also a kind of a transformative character mm-hmm. that it, he's very different from me. Uh, and um, but I'm playing much more with sort of subtleties. <laughs> Pennywise is a lot of things, but subtle not is subtle. not one of them. <laughs> uh, so um, and I've 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 had so much fun with it and I, I I'm really enjoying the project and and the, and the, I'm really enjoying the character I'm playing so I'm, I'm I'm really excited for it and with TV shows it's like I don't I've read four episodes mm-hmm. and we're shooting ten it's a, an anthology show so it has a full ending to it and mm-hmm. I don't know really what's going to happen oh, yeah. I I sort I, I don't know what the finale is going to be so it's like it's I'm on this sort of discovering journey as I'm shooting it and <laughs> and I'm completely hooked you know on the show like I'm like I really want to find out what's going to happen next so looking um, forward to that uh, Sam Shaw and, and Dustin Thomas and are the showrunners and they've done an incredible job so far awesome well last thing here on a light and completely different note I just wanted to get your reaction to this because it made me laugh hopefully it doesn't make you uncomfortable or your girlfriend uncomfortable but I was reading some headlines. They cracked me up. I'm going to read them to you. 
Bill Skarsgård is extremely hot, and we are not clowning around. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pennywise. Bill Skarsgård is hot as fuck, and now we're reevaluating our relationship with creepy clowns. <laughs> These are actual headlines. How to deal with the fact that the clown from It is very hot in real life. <laughs> I like that. It's a how-to. And this one's my favorite. Alas, people online are quite horny for Pennywise the Clown. I like that because of the alas. Oh, <laughs> like they've been waiting for it. <laughs> anyway, so I guess you're like a sex symbol or something now. Is that weird? Um, well, in its context, yeah, yeah I would right? say it's extremely weird. Um, I have a friend, he's a comedian, um, and he was like, oh boy, like you're going to have some interesting girls after you when this movie comes out. Like there's going to be this n- niche of, of people that are into some really dark, weird, you know, fucked up shit. Yeah. Um, All the fetishes are going to come out of the closet. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's like, I, it's, I think it's, I think it's fun. Like, I mean, because I don't think anybody thinks Pennywise is hot, right? right? So, um, yeah, I think that's the thing. They, they They see you and you're this tall, handsome guy and they're like, oh, Pennywise yeah. is a looker. Yeah, it's it's strange. I mean, I don't know. Like, there's, like, um, like there's so like I could be. I, I'm really, really disturbing, even without the you know uh, makeup <laughs> as as the character. And like, I was like, even my cousin like after the premiere, she was like, uh, in Stockholm, and she was like, uh, so uh, um, like uh, the voice. Like, there's a lot of work on it. Like, there's a lot of effects. And she thought that my voice was like. Tampered with, yeah, yeah. Um, which was like, I was like, almost, I guess, like, oh, thank you, but also <laughs> like, like, do you think that? Did you think that there was so much, like, there was so little of like did my you, performance did, did, in did it? Did I need so much work? Yeah, that it was like, <laughs> um, um, I don't know, but it's, 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 it's for me, it's so much fun to sort of have this breakup part, and it's such a transformative, yeah, character where it's like. Uh, yeah, you can make a headline to like, oh, this guy doesn't look like this creepy clown <laughs> in real life. <laughs> well, the movie's called It. If you haven't seen it, you should probably go out and see it so you can join this conversation. It seems like everyone else has seen it. Uh, Bill Skarsgård, thanks for coming on the show, Thank man. you so really much for having it. me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. When you're a kid, you think the universe revolves around you. You think that you'll always be protected and cared for. Then... One day, you realize that's not true. Because when you're alone as a kid, the monsters see you as weaker. You don't even know they're getting closer. Until it's too late. thinks this town is cursed that all the bad things that happen in this town are because of one thing an evil thing I saw him too. Oh, 
happens when another Georgie goes missing. Or one of us. Are you just going to pretend it isn't happening like everyone else in this town? If we stick together, 